Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we are coming to you from all over the country this week. Uh, I'm in New York. Eric is in Santa Clara. And Rachel is coming to you from Las Vegas. Yes, I am. You are correct, Natalie. Yes. Uh, Rachel, why are you in... Are are you on vacation in Vegas? No, you're not on vacation. I am not. (laughs) I wish I were. Uh, No, I'm in Las Vegas as I was last year for the International Builders Show. It is put on by the National Association of Home Builders. Um, Every year they do an annual show looking at the latest trends in home building. And then also there's a kitchen and bath show that's in conjunction with it. And so you get to see all the latest innovations and the cool designs that people are coming up with. Um, There's 65,000 builders here. And I think there's 90,000 people in attendance. So it's huge. Builders and designers everywhere. And have you met some crazy characters? I have. (laughs) Some crazy, (laughs) crazy We're not going to talk about it here. (laughs) Save that for later. We'll we'll do that off pod. But what I really want to hear about is, um, you know, what are the trends? What are what are we seeing? What what's what's going to be hot in home building and interior and exterior design for homes in the coming year? Right. So it's with that many designers and showcasers here, it's really hard to get around to see everything. I tried my best, but one of the things that I went to that I thought was really interesting, they called it uh, Design Bites, and it was basically billed as speed dating for uh, innovative new designs. And I would probably liken it more to Shark Tank. Hello, Sharks. My name is Marco Romley. I'm from the beautiful city of Newport, Rhode Island. My company is Bedjet, and I'm seeking $250,000 for 10% of the company. In the wintertime, never get into another chilly bed with cold feet ever again. It was a bunch of um, innovators who got on stage and had maybe like three minutes to present a product, and then it got voted on at the end. And so I wanted to see what you guys think of some of these things. I think there were maybe eight to ten presenters. Okay. Um, There were three that stuck out to me. So first, this one is for you, Eric Gunther. It's a product called Plum. And tell me if you've heard of it already. P-L-U-M? Plum. Yeah, like the fruit. Like the fruit. P-L-U-M. Okay. And it is an automated wine dispenser. It's a it, like a tap. It's a dispenser. And I think the, the idea behind it is that you can open a nice bottle of wine and not worry about it going bad. It's temperature controlled. Right. So you put it in this canister thing and you can pour one glass and let it be for a couple of weeks and not worry about it. A couple of weeks, um, wow. Pouring it down the drain. Right, wow. yeah. Well, there, there are a couple of similar products. I think one is called the Coravan. It's like a $300 thing where it kind of inserts like a, uh, almost like a needle right through the cork so you don't mm-hmm. open yeah. the cork. You guys are probably familiar with this. but It claims to be the first appliance that automatically identifies, chills, preserves, and serves your wine. It does have, like you said, a motorized needle that pierces the foil in the closure and it preserves the wine with argon gas. Mm. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I, I, I one I... refillable argon canister can preserve up to 150 bottles. Okay. Yeah, I think I have heard about this product, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I am curious to know how much it costs, but I mean, it is interesting. Oh, wait, how much do you think it costs? <laughs> how much do I think uh-huh. it costs? Uh, I yeah. would say 150 bucks. 
Well, because really? you know how much the core, how much, how much is the Coravan? 300, I think. <laughs> okay. I think, I think this one's like 700. You're both way out of the ballpark. What is it? <laughs> how much is it? $2,500. Well, no. Oh, what? I'm not <laughs> what? kidding. What? What does it do? <laughs> What a scheme. I mean, there must... Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the Corvin right now. The Corvin's $284 on Amazon. Damn. Uh, Is it a wine tap that you can, like, install in your kitchen? Yeah. Well, it's a countertop appliance. It's a countertop appliance, whereas the Coravin is just like a It's like for thing that, right. It's like for a it's bottle. It's a thing you put on top of the bottle. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So this is like a almost like a juicero. I I don't know what these words mean. What's a juicero, Eric? <laughs> that was the that was the the uh, the failed invention where people had the the juice and you could just squeeze the bag instead. <laughs> oh. You had to buy this big huge like $800 contraption but it turns out you could actually but- you could actually just get the, <laughs> the bags of juice and squeeze them yourselves. According to a Bloomberg report, a couple of Juicero investors were a little surprised to learn the company's juice packs can be squeezed by hand. <laughs> you know, it's like $800 or $400. I, I overstate it, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, 2500 bucks. You have to be a what? big wine I... lover. a big. And even then, I feel like true wine heads, Eric, you can tell me because mm. you are a wine, a wine head, like are just going to want to open with a little $5 opener from CVS and just open your bottle and enjoy it. Right. Kinda... I guess I'm just not that elite. What else did you see at this speed dating? In the same vein of drinking, LG is releasing a refrigerator that creates, and I think this term is trademarked, craft ice. It's a two-inch clear sphere of ice made specifically for your hmm. craft cocktails. Is is that like that big, like big cube that people like to drink, like when they're having like bourbon or whiskey, like an old-fashioned? Like I like, yeah. yeah. Can I get an old fashioned? But it would be instead of cube, it would be a two inch sphere. Okay. That would fit in most cocktail glasses. Okay. I do know that it makes 160 spheres a month, mm. and the bin for it will hold 25 spheres at any one time. Okay. And the, the woman said, "If you're drinking more than that, then we should talk." Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I can I can see the I can see the market for that, but I mean, again, it's a, it all comes down to cost, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I don't know because it's not something you buy separately. It comes with this particular fridge, yeah. model of fridge, and I'm not sure what the premium you're going to pay for this craft ice thing. Is. Yeah, I don't know if I like I would need one, <laughs> but uh, right. I think it'd be cool to have. LG says that this quote unquote lets you entertain like a baller. Oh, boy. oh, good copywriting, Rachel. You also went to the New American Home in Las Vegas. I did. It's a it's a showcase home. This is the 37th. They build it specifically uh, as a kind of the ultimate spec home. It's designed to show off all the latest innovations in design, efficiency, technology, and of course luxury amenities. It's really kind of the home of the future or the perfect home. They're always very awe inspiring. It's I mean it's beautiful. It's perched up on. Um, a mountain overlooking the valley of Las Vegas. Um, it's 3,000 feet above sea level. So you can imagine the panoramic views. It has an infinity pool and a hot tub that connects to an outdoor fire pit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just really, really breathtaking. But some of the design choices, which are subjective, I found questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost is the exterior. Now, what they did this year is they chose kind of a theme to go with for it. And this was Oasis in the Desert. So they really wanted to evoke the feeling of water and waves. So the whole house is... <laughs> they nailed it. <laughs> blue, <laughs> which is great. I love blue. But I have I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the exterior. I, I've, I've seen this before at a house in, I think it was in Venice, California. It was called like the Wave House. And it's kind of got that kind of... It's it looks like, like a, a mosaic, kind of. Yeah, like a wave pattern to it. Um it's brown. It's, like, it's, it's brown like, and blue. Yeah, and it's cut. It, it's it's like steel, right? It's like cut. It's laser cut. Steel. Laser yeah. cut. Steel, it's like yeah. wavy, wavy stripes on the exterior of a house. Right. And it's, it almost looks like a zebra stripe. Wild. Yes. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good comparison. It's it's a zebra. It's a ocean zebra house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we're like, huh? <laughs> and 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 part of you know to to kind of set some context part of what this house is about is showing all of these things and then what designers or home builders may do is incorporate an element of that steel cut etching or whatever design not wrap the entire house in it but just kind of say like oh that's a cool element and put right. put it maybe on the exterior of a house not in the entire house <laughs> don't wrap the entire house in this yeah i should mention they uh every time these, they do these houses, they do put them up for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is for sale for $5.75 million, mm. and it already has an offer pending on it. Wow. Somebody was really down with the zebra friends. Wow. But, you know, so the, the strange exterior design, which is not my version of curb appeal, that aside, um, there were some elements that I really liked. I loved the wall treatments. There was beautiful wallpaper throughout, really intricate, um, luxurious looking stuff. Uh, the home office has some wood paneling in it. Yes. And people would normally think wood paneling would be, you know, 70s era ugly, but they stained it navy blue and I really like it. Yeah. I love this. That that was something that I reacted to strongly just looking at your pictures and the story that you're writing. Um, I love the paneling. I love the, the desk that's kind of trending. We talked about... Um, yeah, off shape, like just yeah. Yeah, that raw wood. that that burl yeah. wood, uh, raw wood. There's like a desk made of that um, curved furniture. Like it's very trendy, but mm-hmm. I really do like that room a lot. Bravo to them yeah. for that room. <laughs> Me too. The one room I don't care for, I couldn't stand what they called the mini master, um, and its adjoining bathroom. So the whole house has shades of blue. And then you get into this mini master bedroom, and it is blood red in there. <laughs> and I know they're trying to create a stark contrast, but it for me it was jarring. Um, it's red and black, and then the bathroom also has uh, red and black. It has like a black soaking tub, um, black tile. It kind of has it's almost Asian inspired. I would think. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't seem to vibe with the rest of the house. And Natalie, I know you have some strong opinions on you. You actually sent me this picture a couple days ago because you're just like, what do you think of this bathroom? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Off the bat, I'm not a big red person. I I think I actually told you I I put a moratorium on red home decor for the most part. Just I believe you said I have a zero 
tolerance policy <laughs> for red in the home. Right, right, right. So I'm not a fan of these red bath mats. The bedroom even has more of a red accent wall, which I'm just like, ugh. Uh, Eric and I were talking before we started, before we pressed record, and uh, we were saying this, the bedroom kind of looks like um, a little bit of a bordello. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Just, and I think it's just because of the color scheme, but then also like the white leather headboard on the bed and the the gold elements. I don't know. It just yeah. It just the whole house. They tried to make it very calming and tranquil and yeah. serene, and then you walk in here and it's anything but that. No, that's how it struck me. It's kind of yeah. cheesy. It's like they're trying to, and there's like rose p- paintings of roses in the bathroom. I'm just like. Are you trying to make this like a love nest? <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't know what what they're trying to express for for potential home builders here. I, I mean, it's the color scheme is uh, is wacky. I, I don't the red and black together and the white. It it's very early eighties, maybe late seventies, and it mm-hmm. it's kind of gothy, but not in a cute way. It's <laughs> like it's like hot. It's like a hot topic kind of yeah. fantasy. I I don't really get it. It's confusing. It's confounding. Yeah. So, I mean, aside from this bedroom, so, I mean, this, you know, of course, we all make mistakes, but aside from this bedroom, <laughs> the, the, the rest of the house has some interesting elements and the, the master, the, and well, I, the kitchen. Can I ask you something, Eric? What do you think yeah. about this wine cave near the, the, the kitchen? What do you think oh, of the, that? Well, it's not, it's not called a cave. It's like a glassed-in wine cellar. We've seen a lot of these in Southern California. Mm. Um, I like them as... De- I mean, because be- then it makes the wine kind of almost like a design element. It's like a piece of uh-huh. art, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of like these. And we did a story, I want to say, like four years ago about, is this a proper way to even store your wine? Could this, mm. you know... But if you... It, it, as long as direct light is not hitting it, it's cool it's fine and if as long as the temperature is is kept within yeah it's probably temperature controlled i you're right i do love this as a design element and i I think we are going to see more of these glassed in wine cellars within Mm -hmm. like kitchens um so if you could sum up this house rachel in one word what would you say you can take two words i mean (laughs) blue blue (laughs) blue is the color that you remember most about it yeah, I mean, it really was everywhere. Well, and as we know, blue is it was the color of Everybody's the year for Pantone. Year. It was for PPG. It was for you know so many. It's it's everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. So. And you said there is an offer in on it already. And and what was the asking price? Like four million? Four point six? Five, four, did you say four billion? <laughs> no. Five. Um, five point seven five million. Wow. Is the asking price. Yeah. Okay. Well, bless them. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll keep an eye and see uh, if that offer goes through and who picks it up and decides Mm -hmm. to make this their oasis in the desert. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Rachel, for your dispatch from the International Builder Show in Las Vegas. You're welcome. I'm going to go play blackjack now. Yeah, go make some money. Just kidding. We're going to keep potting. Uh Oh. Well, Rachel's 5.6 million home builder of the future beautiful house. It's just the new American home. The new American, new American home. home. Well, I have an old American home, and it is a weird one. 
<laughs> this one is from... Do tell, do tell. This one is from 1850. So it's a historic home in Baltimore. It's it's an old brick kind of row house in Baltimore, and it is on the market for $140,000. And that's not anything notable. You'd say like, oh, yeah, an, another Baltimore row house. And it's, you know, it's near the harbor. It's from the exterior. It doesn't look like much. It's a foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's visible on the listing detail page. But it's the listing photos that kind of uh, make you do a double take. Wow. Once you click in, you'll see that the house is pretty decrepit and that in the middle of the kind of the living room, somebody has carved out a indoor pool. Yeah, I'm looking at the photos right now. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, we're sure that's what we're sure that's what that is because it sort of looks like a mass grave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now, it's the this pool is empty and it's dirty and it does kind of resemble something like a crime scene. Uh, we talked to an agent who was not the listing agent, but he did a video of this place. He walked into it and did a YouTube vid, you know, put the video up on YouTube. We talked to him and he gave us kind of the scoop on this place. He said, there are no bedrooms in this house. It is a, you know, there's a pool in the center. The bathrooms are all open. So, what? oh no, open bathroom trend. Right. So this was kind of a party house. If you're getting my drift, this was like for, I think, naughty parties. Oh, like... So, like a brothel? The aforementioned bordello. (laughs) Like a bordello or a bathhouse of some sort. Uh, The the agent described it to us as a bathhouse. So I don't know um, what kind of activities... But if there's no bedroom... Okay. Do you, do you do you need a bedroom? I'm not. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Science says no. <laughs> this is a PG-13 wow. podcast. Okay. Guys. I have a question, though. I thought, like, city codes or whatever, I thought you had to have a bedroom. Uh, well, I think a lot of this work was done, let's say, not, you know, up to code. <laughs> when city codes work. were not a thing. <laughs> If somebody bought it now, would they have to add a bedroom? I I think yeah. If you bought it, you you're not keeping the pool. I mean that the... <laughs> you're gonna fill that puppy in. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, the it's nine hundred and fifty two square feet. You know, so a little less than a thousand square feet, and it is completely open everywhere. And the pool is kind of the centerpiece. And the there's a spiral staircase and a metal catwalk and a, a even a diving platform. I don't know who would be diving into this pool because yes. I don't think it's very deep. But they all kind of they're all kind of surrounding the pool from above. And do you I mean, feel like whoever buys its house is going to do a complete gut renovation? Oh, you you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah I okay. mean, the, yeah, yeah. There's there's no. There's no keeping it the way it is. It went on the market last October for 175. The price has already come down to 140-ish, and uh, it was recently up for auction, but the the bid did not meet the reserve price, so um, it's still on the market. It's a weird home. The photos are very blurry and kind of grimy. It's it's something unlike we've ever seen and i'd encourage you to watch the uh, the youtube video if you if you come across this article this would be an awesome before and after oh yeah uh, lessons, lessons from listing from listing <laughs> i know yeah. i mean throw or even more like you know straight up like before and after Less, yeah, le- be- lesson there's only one lesson like <laughs> level it <laughs> and then just build it up 
don't uh, don't put a pool in the middle of your your house uh, yeah. without without permits. I I don't know how deep this pool is, but I would not want to go in for a swim in this thing. To to me, it's it's creepy as hell. I I don't know. Well, let's hope that someone dives into this house and we can ah. we can uh, see uh-huh. who ends up buying it if it if it if it ends up selling. I mean, yeah, no, we'll we'll keep we'll keep an eye on this place, but it's it's a wild one. Yeah, and just just search on bizarre Baltimore foreclosure realtor.com type that into your search engine of choice and this story will come up yeah take a look at the photos they're pretty creepy as Eric said yes So every year, Remodeling Magazine comes out with their cost versus value report, um, and it highlights how much various projects cost and what the return on investment is, so how much you're going to get out of it once you make that change. Um, And the researchers look at the top 22 home renovation projects in a bunch of metropolitan areas, um, and they compile a list of projects that are going to give you the best return on your investment. You guys have looked at this list, right? We did. I, I, I looked at it and I, I mean, your, your best return on investment, something that'll recoup 96% of what you put into it mm-hmm. is something called manufactured stone veneer. That's your that's your top money maker. That's and so the least <laughs> sexy thing I've ever heard. Exactly, um. <laughs> and I said, "What the heck is manufactured stone veneer?" Yeah, and I was I was puzzled by this. I was like, you know, so I I dropped I dropped manufactured stone veneer into house, and it was like, whoa, okay, now I get it. It was like I see all these pictures of homes with the, that stacked stone look that is so popular on the exterior of homes right now. It's mm-hmm. like that. It's that kind of just like, I don't know, like irregular stone kind of pattern that people use on the exterior, either a facade or and an you've accent seen, wall. And you've seen this in new homes that you've come across? New yeah, builds. exactly. In listing photos. You yeah. know, I, I think this is a popular look for, for new homes, uh-huh. you know, that aren't doing, the say, the modern farmhouse thing. And so they're saying that if you put... A manufactured stone veneer on your home it's going to give you the best return on your investment exactly so i mean again i was not familiar with it but once i saw it and it, it all clicked in and i was like oh i get why this returns on investment because i see this on a ton of listing photos yeah. and i see a lot of homes being built using this manufactured stone veneer so while the name is not that sexy i totally understand why you would encourage somebody to maybe if they were thinking of remodeling their home to, to try this on the exterior of their home. Right. It's interesting, this list, um, nine of the 10, the top 10 projects are for the exterior of the home, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So number two is garage door replacement, which was actually number one last year. Um, right. Everyone loves a garage door. You need a functional well, garage door. <laughs> well, you do need a functional garage door, but I think... Uh, I don't know now. I think you can. There's a lot more choice in in terms of in the marketplace of your your look and your feel. You could right. have maybe a, more of a, like a wood one or more of a sleek one or a roll. It's really up. a crucial part of the curb appeal. Yeah. Yes, and curb appeal is so important. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you you know are thinking of selling in 2020, a garage door replacement and your garage door looks kind of janky right now consider putting in a new one because you will recoup those costs 
Yeah. Siding replacement um, is also yeah. on this. Siding replacement with fiber, um, yep. cement or vinyl. So just make, again, curb appeal, making the sides of your house look good. Um, window replacement is also on here. Uh, a new deck is mm-hmm. on here. Um Entry door. It's all about curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inside, uh, a minor kitchen remodel. Um, it takes yeah. the top spot for, for interior updates. And they estimate that the job would cost about $23,000. Um, that's for a minor kitchen. That's a minor, a minor. Yeah, that's not- yeah, that's not a full overhaul. So that's maybe new cabinets. Yeah, kitchen kitchen renovations are not not cheap however it's one of the main rooms that buyers consider it's what's it's kind of it can be a deal breaker for a lot of buyers so yep we can see why that that ranks so high i think it's interesting in last place um it's the same as last year uh 2019 is an upscale master suite edition mm-hmm. which costs this is unbelievable <laughs> This number is just shocking. <laughs> An upscale master suite edition costs a shocking $282,000. The word upscale does a lot of work there. I, 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 I want to know what's behind the word upscale because that might be, you know, a, a walk-in closet, a, a freestanding yeah, bath. Sure. I mean, this could be, a you know, adding area. I mean, even if you're building a whole, like just doing an addition, like let's say you're just... Uh, Adding on to your house and yeah. building a whole new room and it's upscale. How is that the cost of a house? I mean, if you're if you're adding like a whole new bathroom, a his and her bathroom, yeah, I, double I don't buy, like that. Two hundred eighty-two thousand dollars is the cost of a house. Well, I mean, but I've seen these luxury homes that have you know. I I know we wrote about one the other day that had a, a three thousand square foot master suite. But if your master suite is say above twenty five hundred square feet. Then it figures that it would cost two hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. That's not. Okay. I didn't know that th- those were. Yeah, the, can you do a listicle? I, I am stuttering here. I am this flabbergasted. Well, by this. I, I mean, if you figure it. on your your sleeping area, you figure your closet area, your bathrooms, and a lot of people now have like a sitting area, maybe a little side office off the master I, I, suite. No, like a vanity, huh? no. a vanity even, area. Even even I've seen that some that have, you know, like a kitchenette or a wet bar where you can uh, That's a whole house. I know, but no, that, that, I want to do a deep dive on this. This, this is that, that's an upscale master suite. That's Just that's watch you... just watch Real Housewives and you'll see these like <laughs> crazy Okay, welcome to my bathroom. Everything is separate, so it's like a huge gallery, but then Travis has his own toilet, which is important, because I appreciate my potty time. And this is our steam room. This is my favorite thing. It's like a really good coffee maker, which is important in life. Then, after you have your coffee, if you're too lazy to go downstairs and do the dishes, which sometimes I am, um, you have dishwasher. Keeps going. We have a fireplace here. The kids are here almost every night because there's a hot tub here. Um, TV, so they will be in the hot tub watching cartoons. I can't, I can't wrap my head around this, and I need, we need to do a deep dive. Well, I'll, we'll take this offline. Okay, all right. Clearly, there are some, there's some strong opinions. <laughs> Clearly, there's some strong opinions, and I think uh, it's interesting that you know exterior updates were the most valuable for people so keep that in mind maybe listeners if you're thinking of doing any projects um yeah and uh 
and or selling in 2020. And or thinking of selling in 2020. It's now time for winners and losers. This is our segment at the end of the episode when we discuss celebrities and the houses that they bought or sold. And we choose one winner and one loser. The winner is someone who made a good deal. Maybe they bought a gorgeous house. Maybe they paid in cash. Maybe they made some money on the sale of their home. And our loser is someone who unfortunately lost some money in a deal. We always start with our loser so we can end on a high note. Our loser this week is Sean White, Olympic snowboarder. Yeah, gold medalist. Three-time gold, gold medalist. Gold medal- um, yes. Poor Sean. Well, let's not call him poor Sean. Again, we have we we, we have to qualify our losers. He's a but, qualified loser. Um, he's an Olympian. I feel like we've had other Olympians as losers before, yeah, and we're like, I think we, we might have even talked about Sean White before in winners and losers. I think he's, Sean he's White might have been our winner, actually. Yeah, he's very prolific. This this guy. I mean, <laughs> um, but he has cut the price on his Malibu home. It's in Point Doom. It's a gorgeous yep. property, but he. He cut the price by two million. Yeah, it's right around two million, about one point eight. So yeah, I mean, rounded up, it's around two million dollars. Yeah. He's looking to sell this place. He already sold. He owned two homes right next door to each other. He sold one of them. This one, he's still trying to sell, and it's a three bedroom, and it's on the market now for eleven million. He had been asking right around twelve point eight. Yeah. So. Um, he is now looking for a buyer and he paid 10.75 for it. So after his fees and if he is managed, manages to even get that 11 million, he's going to break even. He'll be lucky to break even. It's So it's in Malibu. So it's not a huge home. It's it's only right. 2,100 square feet, um, relatively small. Right. So this, this one, uh, price per square foot is... Uh, pretty high and it, it, it compares with some of those upscale bedrooms we were just talking about yeah this is, a, this is 11 million dollars for 2100 square feet i mean it's right on the beach though right it's, on the beach that's yeah. what you're you're paying for that you're paying for beachfront you're paying oh. for the view yes um, and it's got a, a large deep lot that yeah faces yeah. right out onto the pacific it's gorgeous i mean it's the going rate in malibu that's that's what you're gonna pay he could rent this place yeah he rented this place out for anywhere between twenty two thousand and seventy thousand a month. Wow. Depending on the season. So yeah. I mean But now he's trying to sell. He's just like Now he's to trying to it sell down. it. Mm-hmm. I I like the um this home's owner history. Um Yes. Yeah. Did you did you did you catch that? I I did I did see that graph. Um Sean bought it from the founder of dictionary.com. <laughs> And uh, it was also previous. Big bless. That's a. (laughs) We all use dictionary.com. I Um, I mean, what an idea! I mean, I I am very sad that I did not come up with that. I know. And uh, and then it was previously owned by the creator of The Bachelor, Mike Fleiss, who we know is probably worth a gajillion dollars because The Bachelor is on what Rachel season. Forty seven hundred and eighty nine. Yeah, the most shocking finale in Bachelor history. Um, so you know, quite a pedigree that's gone through this house. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite an eclectic mm-hmm. collection of owners, but um, 
for that price cut, Sean is our loser of the week. Sad trombone. Okay, so let's move on to our winner. Our winner is comedian, former actor. SNL cast member, Will Forte. Actor, right? Actor, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. He was great. He was great in Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska. And what was that TV show, End of the World? Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth, yeah. Right? Yeah. Did I get the name right? I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. It's last I watched but... it religiously. Um, I, yeah. You did? You love yeah. those network shows. I know. I don't I don't get it. It's very troubling. <laughs> it was cute. It had it had great cast. Don't give me a hard time. No, I'm well, not. It's not it's not it's not about that one particular show, but it's what Natalie just said. It's, it's those network shows. And... <laughs> it's a pattern. You know what? You you guys take your housewives and your Vanderpump. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Eric, we're not day fiance. <laughs> we're not innocent I'll take in my, this. I'll take my uh I... You'll take, take your, you'll take your Big Bang Theory. You'll take your... Oh, I do not like Big Bang Theory. The you'll take your... Um, How dare you? Two and a half men. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Speaking of Charlie Sheen from last week. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Um, okay, so he bought a home in Carmel um, in California. A gorgeous vacation home. Uh, yes. Why is he our winner, though, Eric? What about this makes him our winner? Makes him? Oh well, I mean, it, wouldn't you like to live right on the Pacific Ocean in what looks like a kind of a big little lies dream home? Yes. I mean, Will Forte scored a sweet, sweet home. It's like it's this wood. It's kind of got the, it's got that it's great Carmel vibe. Yeah, yeah, big sur vibe. Yeah, it's wood and stone, and it's it's really got some cool bones and. Best of all, it's like right overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's right over this outcropping. It's right on the end of a block. And he paid, you know, $6.25 million, which is not insignificant. And mm-hmm. it's not a huge home. Again, it, this is it's bigger than Sean White's home. It's 3,600 square feet. But this is, this is a gorgeous home. And I applaud Will Forte's taste. I do have to call you guys out on your pronunciation, though. What? Forte? You're both saying Forte instead of... Forte. <laughs> what? Forte. You're both putting the emphasis on the te. Forte instead of forte. Will Forte. <laughs> uh, at least we didn't, least say, didn't fort. say fort. He picked up fort. one heck of a fort in Carmel. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my question, one more. I have one more question about this place. Oh, please, please, please. How long was it on the market for a while? It was. Okay. I mean, that 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 is kind of a, I mean... I don't know if it's a shocker, but it went on the market in 20, what was it? 20, uh, 16, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, It says 2016 with a price tag of 7.5 mil. Yeah. Um, But even before that, I see it was listed in 2014 and 2016 and 2017. Yeah. It was, it was listed as high as 7.5 mil and Will picked it up in November for 6.25. And it's a bit of a diamond in the rough. So that's definitely winner you know, winter, winter quality. Unless there's some unseen maintenance needs that we don't get from the listing photos that need to. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure a coastal home has a lot more upkeep than, yeah. than a home, you know, just cause you're getting that moisture and, and salt water or whatever. Salt but. water. Yeah. You have to take that into consideration, but 
Even still, I mean, he's on a network TV show, so he can afford all that. <laughs> right. Well, uh, they're rebooting, or they're gonna, they're doing uh, MacGruber as a TV show. MacGruber. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna do that. Please do, please do that again, Rachel. <laughs> MacGruber. MacGruber. Hell yeah. <laughs> they're they're uh, bringing that as a. It's gonna be uh, supposedly supposedly gonna be on the Peacock streaming service. The Ah, yes. NBC streaming service. Yes, yes, yes. The old peacock. Yeah, the old peacock. That old, yeah, that old, that old bird. And with that, we are all set. That's it for House Party. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, tell your friends, tell your family, and please subscribe. Um, If you have a little extra time, give us a five-star rating and maybe even write us a review. those types of things help people find our podcast, helps with discoverability. You can contact us. Our email address is podcast at realtor.com. You can also give us a follow on Facebook or Twitter. We are at House Party Pod on both. We'd love to hear from you wherever your social media takes place. If you're interested in checking out the stories that we talked about today, seeing the photos of the things we talked about, please go to realtor.com slash news, or you can type the subject into your search engine and um, search for the topic in realtor.com. It should come right up. Uh, Talk to you later. And thank you again for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.